1: I'm J.B. Smooth, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a gigillionaire. Available
0: wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at slash hypergig with details. Episode 335,
2: How Your Credit Score Saves You Money, with Michelle Lambright Black. Welcome to the Frugal Friends podcast where you'll learn to save money, save money embrace simplicity embrace it, and live a richer life. Live life. Here are your hosts Jen and Jill. <laughs> Welcome to the Frugal Friends Podcast. My name is Jen.
0: My name is Jill.
2: And every third episode of the show, we bring on one of our friends or somebody who's an expert in something that we are not, which is a lot of things. And today we are bringing both to you, our friend and credit expert, Michelle Lambright-Black, because we haven't done a lot of credit episodes. And it is a huge popular question in personal finance. So we are going to talk about credit scores, credit reports in the light of how they save you money.
0: Yeah, I admittedly, I don't know a ton about this. I think the few episodes we've done in the past have helped, like episode 160, demystifying the credit score. That's another one you can go back to. Obviously, that's pretty far back in our archives. And then even further back from that, episode 65, getting into and paying off over $27,000 of credit card debt with Chris Browning of Popcorn Finance. That's a little bit more credit adjacent, but clearly connected to our credit score. So it's about time that we dust off these shelves and mm-hmm. give ourselves some updated information, update the episode catalog, and really just kind of help ourselves know how to keep a pulse on it, what to do as a result of pulling our credit reports and understanding our credit scores. And ma'am, Michelle's a good one. Can't wait for you to hear her. hmm
2: But first, this episode is brought to you by Ampersands. Today is National Ampersand Day. And while we couldn't find any food deals for this holiday, we did find some for next week. Quite a few for next week. And we'll send you all the news you can use to get free food every Monday in the Friend Letter, along with money saving tips and deals on Wednesday and Friday. So if you are not on the list yet, head to Frugalfriendspodcast.com slash friendletter to get freebies and more.
0: Ampersand more. Ampersand. Mm-hmm. I'm loving the friend letter. So, I'm learning and getting so much free mm-hmm. stuff because we're researching. Really, it's like the podcast. We do it so we can learn more. We do this friend letter for free because we also get free stuff and learn more. Yeah. Oh, join us. So we love it.
2: We love it just as much as you do. So let's get into this interview with Michelle. She is the founder of CreditWriter.com. She is a personal finance writer specializing in credit. She's a leading credit expert, speaker, and she has over two decades of experience writing about personal finance, specifically credit. You can find her in Forbes, USA Today, Reader's Digest, Parents, Bankrate, Business Insider, all over Wall Street Journal. And today we have snagged her for frugal friends, basically right up there, the same caliber (laughs) Forbes and frugal friends. Yeah, right up there. So without further ado, here's Michelle. Michelle, welcome to the frugal friends podcast. We are very excited to have you with us. Thank you so much for having me. I'm
3: really excited to be here today.
0: There is so much, I think, misunderstanding and mystification around credit scores, for myself included. So I'm so thrilled to have you here. We we haven't talked a ton about credit on this podcast, maybe like one or two episodes in the past. So mm-hmm. you are the expert on it. And just to get us started, could you define what is a credit score? How is it calculated? Maybe even why sometimes it's different from different credit bureaus when you do a search. Like, just lay it all out for us like we don't know anything.
3: (laughs) Well, credit is definitely a confusing topic. So it's normal to feel overwhelmed and confused about it. Credit basically, a credit score is like a grade if you kind of think back. So when you were in school, credit scoring systems, they are software and they look at our credit report and they basically evaluate our risk level for lenders. So the job, the purpose of a credit score is to take a look at your credit report and then it's gonna predict the likelihood that you'll pay any one of your credit obligations 90 days late or worse within the upcoming 24 months. That's what a lender wants to know is how likely you are to pay that bill or to pay any one of your bills really late by 90 days or worse. And then that lets them know whether you're a good risk, whether it's a good idea for them to loan you money, right? Whether you're a good investment and they're going to approve or deny your application based on that information and price your loan accordingly, right? If you're a high risk, they might deny you outright or they might approve you, but charge you a higher interest rate to kind of make up for that risk. So it's a tool that a lender uses to gather information because they don't know much about you. Kind of the same way if you had a friend or a family member ask you to borrow money, you might already have some background information to know, you know, hey, they borrowed a few hundred dollars from me a couple of years ago and they never paid it back. So maybe I'm not comfortable loaning that person money or yeah, this person's super responsible and yes, okay, I can loan that person money and I trust that they're going to pay me back. But lenders don't know us, so they don't have the luxury of of having that information. And that's where credit scores come in and help them fill in the gaps.
2: Beautiful rundown. Nice. And do the main credit bureaus, do they work with different lenders? Or how do they end up being different from bureau to
3: bureau? So there's a couple of reasons. You actually have hundreds of different credit scores, believe it or not. And there's a few different reasons this happens. One reason is because you have three different credit reports from Equifax, TransUnion, and Experian, and all three of those credit reports can have slightly different information. So you might have a loan that reports just to Equifax, and then you might have some credit cards that report to all three credit bureaus, Equifax, TransUnion, and Experian. So you could wind up with slightly different information on all three of your credit reports. So when your credit reports get scored, they would be slightly different because they don't contain identical information. So that's one reason your credit scores can be different. The second reason is that the software, the credit scoring systems that score those reports, they can be different as well. And so it's kind of like you have different versions of operating systems on your phones, right? So you've got Android and you've got Apple. You've got two competing brands there with different operating systems that run the phones, right? So with credit scoring, you've got FICO and VantageScore. Those are the two main credit scores that lenders can buy to score credit reports. FICO has their own credit scoring systems. VantageScore has their own credit scoring systems. And if a FICO's credit scoring system Looks at a credit report and a Vantage score software looks at a, a credit report, they're going to get slightly different numbers. It's like if you stepped on a scale and weighed yourself in pounds and you stepped on another scale and weighed yourself in kilograms, you're the same person, but you're going to get two different numbers. All right. So that's how that works. So FICO and Vantage score are two different credit scoring systems. And then each one of those credit score brands they've got different versions of their credit scores too. So you think 1.0, 2.0, 3.0, 4.0. And that's how we add up to hundreds of different credit scores. That's a really short version. Mm. It gets a little more complicated of that because then you've got specific credit scores for like the auto industry and the mortgage industry and the credit card industry. So it does get really complex. And that's why I say credit scoring is a very complicated topic. And it's so easy to get confused but the good news is, if you can focus in on your credit report, you've got a lot more control over what appears on your credit report. You don't have control over what a lender chooses to use to score you and to predict your credit scoring behavior. You know, they might choose to use a FICO score eight to predict your credit behavior and decide how to price your loan. You can't control that. But you can decide and have a lot more control over the information that's going to show up on your credit report itself. That's where you've got the control and the power is to check your credit report, make sure that information is correct. And, you know, you get to decide what kind of loans you open, what kind of credit cards you apply for, what kind of balances you carry on your credit reports. That's where you have the control and the power is the information that's on your credit report itself.
2: Mm. Okay. Let's stick a pin in credit report. I want to come back to that. But first I want to know, how does having a good credit score save someone money? Because it's this big goal for some reason that we all have before we're, you know, when we first start getting our personal finances together, we're like, oh, I need to have a good credit score. I don't know why, but I got to have it. So like, how can
3: that save someone money? I jotted down some notes on this because the power of a good credit score is it's really more than most people realize. So there is a tool online that anybody can use. It's called the MyFICO Loan loan Savings Calculator. It's free. You can use it to estimate your payments on like mortgages and auto loans based on your credit score. And so I looked up today how much you could potentially save on a mortgage based on your credit score. So right now in June, uh, the National Association of Realtors said the median home price right now is a little over $410,000. I know it varies a lot depending on where you live in the country. So I just went with the median price for the US. If you have a 620 FICO score, you would get an estimated APR right now of around 8.338%. That's going to put your monthly payment. I know I hate rates right now. That's (laughs) that's another, that's a whole nother topic. But That's going to put your monthly mortgage payment at around $3,106 a month. And over the course of 30 years, assuming you never refinance or sell that home, you're paying a total of $708,000 plus in interest. And that hurts. I know. If you had a 760 FICO score though, so a much higher FICO score, that's considered an exceptional FICO score where 620 is considered good or fair. Instead of an 8.338% APR, you're getting now a much lower 6.749% APR that drops your payment to $2,659 a month. So you're saving $447 every month on your mortgage payment and your total interest is $547,000 over the life of the loan you save $160,000 781 160,000 plus dollars $160,000 plus saved because of a good fico score that's huge a good credit score now that assumes of course you never sell the home you never refinance and a lot of us do that on a 30 year fixed loan but that's just tens of thousands, that's over $100,000 in savings on your biggest expense, a mortgage. But if we look over, a good credit score can also save you money on your car payment. In most states, your car payment is also based on your credit score to some degree. If you have an excellent credit score, the average insurance premium on a car loan right now is, or on a car payment, sorry, Average car insurance premium is $1,764. With bad credit, it's almost double that amount $3,479 annual insurance premium.
2: Yeah. A lot of the times we just think about saving money on loans. Right. But yeah, you don't think like your insurance also takes into account your credit score. Yeah. It can
3: be double. It's crazy. Your credit score can almost sometimes be more influential over your auto insurance premium than your driving record, which I find crazy, but it's true. That is wild.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yes. That's crazy. There's a lot of people in Florida I want to retake their driving exam. Yes. But
3: they've got great credit. (laughs) But it's a way for insurance companies to predict risk. They predict the likelihood that that customer will file a claim. People with bad credit. Are more likely to file claims that will cost the insurance company money. Whoa. That's what it comes down to.
0: It's interesting because we often talk about wanting to cut expenses and look for savings opportunities when it comes to our biggest expenses, and housing and transportation are two of those biggest expenses. And you're highlighting exceptionally well how important it is to have a good credit score on those big expenses. I mean, even people who live debt-free will often need to take out a mortgage if they need to buy a home. Not many of us can purchase a home with cash. And so in those situations, having good credit is very necessary. Mm -hmm.
3: Yeah. You know, even if you're not a fan of credit cards. taking out loans for other purposes, credit can save you. Good credit can save you in other ways that are really important.
2: Yeah. This question isn't on the outline, but I just thought of it. I know that sometimes people think that without a credit score, you can just use manual underwriting for certain types of loans. What is the cost difference? How common, how rare is manual underwriting? Like, I don't know if you know this yourself, but like, I I looked at it once and it was just so much more expensive than doing just running with my credit score. So I have to assume that maybe it's come up for you before.
3: So this would be a better question for a mortgage specialist. I do believe it would be considered a higher risk loan. So I think the rate's going to be a bit higher. I certainly know you're going to have to have a higher down payment in a situation like that which for some people that's fine, but that's not going to be an option for everyone. Mm -hmm. Because I know, it's been quite some time, but I wrote an article about this years ago, and the less things have changed, I believe a 20% down payment was absolutely necessary in situations like that. Mm -hmm. But if I were writing an article about this again today, I would reach out to a mortgage specialist and get quotes. So I I do think it's something where you're going to have to jump through more hoops, potentially potentially have a higher interest rate. And at the minimum, I would think you'd have to you know, have a higher down payment of 20% or more, which if you have it, great, that's fine. But for people who have to save up for that, maybe that's okay, maybe that's not. If we're talking about a year ago or so or a year and a half ago when rates were low and they were saving... Maybe they missed out on a really good opportunity by having to save and now rates are up. So it's a gamble just depending Mm -hmm, on and nobody nobody has a crystal ball and can predict the future. I get that. But I think working hard to have good credit, it's always an important asset to have. That doesn't mean you have to borrow if you're not comfortable using credit cards that's fine. I still personally love credit cards, love the rewards that they get, but I never revolve a balance from month to month. Mm It's mistakes I've made in the past more than once. Thankfully have learned from those lessons as I've, you know, gotten older and wiser from those mistakes that I have made, but I get that they have pitfalls and, and things like that, that we have to learn to overcome. But even if you, you know, are against using credit for those purposes, there are still benefits to working hard to earn a good credit score, even just the savings that can get you on car insurance or, you know, down payments on deposits for utilities and other things like that.
2: Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. They looked at my credit score. They did a soft pull. Yep. So, yeah. Interesting. Oh, my gosh. Are there any other, like, things that are going to just make our jaws drop that people do will do a soft pull of your credit for?
3: If you switch mobile phone carriers, they typically look at your credit. That's another one.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess they want their money.
3: <laughs> they yeah. want to make sure
0: yeah. you're going to be paying your huh. cell phone bill. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Okay, so for the person who is now thinking, okay, I should check my credit report. Like, what? what is my credit score? Is there any benefit to looking at that regularly? You're talking about having a good credit score can help save you money. Is there any benefit to just looking at your credit report? What could be done from there? How could we use that information to save us money?
3: Yes, so I recommend a bare minimum. You should be checking your credit you know, once or twice a year. I check mine every month. That may be you know, a little overwhelming for some people. So start where you're comfortable. But you can get free copies of your credit reports from Equifax, TransUnion, and Experian at annualcreditreport.com. This is a right every American adult consumer has under the Fair Credit Reporting Act. Again, that's annualcreditreport.com. Now, those free reports do not include free copies of your credit score, but there are lots of places you can get your free credit scores too. If you have credit cards, a lot of credit card issuers give away free monthly credit scores. Amex, Chase, Discover, Citibank, a lot of different credit card issuers give away free credit scores just as a matter of customer service because they're checking your credit score in the background every month anyway to make sure it doesn't change. If your credit score drops a lot, your card issuer might actually close your card on you so anyway, as a matter of customer service, sometimes they will share that with you. Then there are your websites out there like Credit Karma, Experian gives free credit scores. I believe TransUnion will give a free trans, uh, free credit score through TransUnion. If you sign up, MyFICO, you can get a free credit score. They all have options where you can sign up for their paid products as well. But if you are like me and you want to go to a couple of websites and get your freebie from here and there each month, it's once you set it up the first time, it's pretty easy. I I do it in probably five or 10 minutes tops Mm -hmm. each month and wind up with a score from each credit bureau for free.
0: What are you looking at for you, an expert in this field? What are the key pieces that you want to be monitoring and keeping a pulse on?
3: When I check my reports, So, not the scores, the reports, I'm making sure to keep an eye out for new credit inquiries. So, that is where anyone has checked my credit report. That could indicate that someone is applying for credit in my name. If I initiated a credit application, that's fine because I know I applied for credit. That's not going to concern me. But if there is a credit inquiry that I didn't initiate, that might be a red flag because. Maybe someone's applying for something fraudulently. So that's one thing I'm looking for. And then I'm also going to glance at my other accounts and just make sure there's nothing funny going on. No late payments that shouldn't be there because sometimes creditors can report things that are wrong, right? I'm looking for errors. Are there, and really because I keep such good tabs on my credit, anything negative that shows up on my credit report. Is a problem. I shouldn't see any late payments. I shouldn't see any collection accounts. I shouldn't see anything negative on my credit report because if it's there, I'm assuming something has gone wrong. Um, And I did have, let's see here, it was in 2022, I believe. It might have been 2021. It was 2021. I had a medical collection show up on my credit report. That shouldn't have been there. And it was because the it was after the birth of my son, the hospital never billed my insurance company and they never contacted me. And the only way I found out that a bill wasn't paid was they had turned me over to a collection agency and a collection account showed up on my credit report. And so I had to go through the process of contacting the hospital and saying, Hey, I never got that bill. I had contacted my insurance company. They never got the bill. So The hospital billing department called the bill back from the collection agency, and then they submitted it properly to the insurance company. It got paid. But I did have to go through the process of fixing that, and the reason I found out something was wrong was I saw it on my credit report. Yeah. And it had dropped my score over 100 points when that happened. The same
2: thing happened to me. It was with the birth of my son, and we had switched insurance companies, so they billed the wrong one, Mm -hmm. and they just never... Build the right one. And yeah, sent me to collections. So watch out if
3: you have a baby, just watch out. <laughs> yes.
2: So many. Oh,
3: and it's a pain because it takes hours and hours to fix that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Oh. But I was the one who's going to pay the price if it doesn't get fixed. You know, it's my credit mm-hmm. score and my credit report that's damaged. It's not the hospital or my insurance company who's paying the price, it's me. So unfortunately, you know, I'm the one who needed to clean up the mess. I did. I was able to do it faster than most people get to. I wrote an article about it on for parents. So at least, at least I got to tell the story and hopefully help some other people. And so I guess there was some positive out of it.
0: It's helpful to know that there are pathways to correcting errors. I think previously yes. I had thought, well, okay, that is what it is. The credit score dropped, but it's helpful to know you can look for errors and you can dispute them and they can be removed and your credit yes. score can go back up and be restored to where it
3: was. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. If I recall, I'll have, it's been, like I said, a few years, but I, th- I think it was fixed in 30 days or less. So it wasn't the end of the world. There are definitely ways to fix the issues. You just have to be proactive about doing that.
2: Yeah, definitely.
3: And I won't say it's super fun. It, it really, it sucked, but
0: M-O-N-E-Y.com slash frugal. For your extended 30-day free trial, go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal for an extended 30-day free trial.
2: I think that's the main thing. Like Looking at your credit report, I know people have also found actual loans or cards or things with balances that they forgot they had. So it wasn't even like inaccurate. It was just like, oh my gosh, I forgot I had this. So it's something that can be like nipped in the bud really quick, but you don't know if you're not checking your credit report. And when you check your credit report and make sure all this stuff is like neat and tidy, then your credit score benefits from it. So are there any other like specific strategies or tips to improve a credit score
3: significantly
2: and or quickly like what's the main meat we're looking for
3: so if someone's looking to boost their credit score the first thing i would recommend is go to that website annualcreditreport.com or some other site get copies of all three of your credit reports go through them first thing you want to do is look for any errors or inaccurate information and if you see anything that's wrong you can dispute those errors with the appropriate credit bureau. That's step one. And you can dispute more than once if you have to. Number two is, I would say, take a look at your credit card balances. With FICO scores, for example, your credit card balances make up a significant portion of your FICO scores. So if you can work on paying down your credit card balances It's going to have a very positive impact on your your credit scores in most cases. And of course, it's going to have a positive impact on your overall finances and budget too by saving you money. So, paying down credit card balances is a great way to improve your credit score. There's a couple of ways to do that. If you're looking to clear up, to boost your credit score as quickly as possible, you want to focus on the credit cards with the lowest balances first because zeroing out a card will bring it to 0% credit utilization rate. And that's very good for your credit score. So credit card balances, focusing on the smallest card balances first. And then if you have a loved one, like a spouse or a parent or like a close sibling who has a credit card that is in good standing and paid off, especially if it's an older account, if they could add you as an authorized user to that account, that could potentially boost your credit score very quickly. That's another tip is becoming an authorized user on a friend or family member's credit card. But that card's got to you know, have no late payments and preferably be paid off. Mm. So I didn't
2: realize this, but if you have the choice when paying off credit cards to choose like one that has a maybe a higher interest rate, but they're all gonna have pretty high interest rates to pay off that highest interest rate, one versus one that's like the smallest balance, Specifically, the one with the smallest balance will help you improve your credit score quicker. That's what you're saying?
3: Yes. If your goal is to improve your credit score, focus on the smallest balance. Now, if your goal okay. is to save money, if your goal is purely financial, mm-hmm. yeah, I get it. You want to go with the debt avalanche and you want to focus on that interest rate. So we got debt snowball, which is focus on the lowest balance, and that's good for credit score improvement. We got that avalanche, which is focus on the highest interest rate first, that's going to save you money faster. okay. either either one's good for your credit score.- mm-hmm. One is slightly better. So we're not talking about good and bad. We're just talking about slightly better for your credit score. Mm-hmm. Nice.
2: Yeah, but all things given that like they're all 20 percent interest focusing on the smallest one first, yeah, will give you that boost more quickly if you're in a time crunch. But we always choose to save money over improving a credit score. Yeah. Which it just depends on what you're trying to do. Like, if you're trying to get that over, if you're just on that line to like exceptional credit to get that loan, then maybe you pay the little extra in interest to break that line. But
3: yeah, maybe temporarily to qualify for a much better rate on a mortgage. Yeah, it's a very fine line. Very few
2: people will fall into that group.
3: Right. And then you're probably going to adjust your strategy as soon as you're done qualifying for the mortgage mm-hmm. and switch back over to focusing on paying down the highest interest rate. Yeah, that is a short term strategy. I agree.
0: Do you have any recommendations, Michelle, for someone who might have poor credit and doesn't have a friend or family who wants to add them as an authorized user. Uh, I hear a lot about these different sites where you can kind of add your phone payment to, and I don't know how legit those are, but anything people can do who might not
3: have extra resource around them. Yeah, so Experian Boost is free. It only helps your Experian score, but you can add certain bills to like your Experian credit report, I believe it's like streaming services, potentially rent. There's a few different things you can add to like your Experian report for free. Um, There are a few others out there for a fee where you can add like rent or phone bill to your credit report for a fee. They're usually only one credit bureau specific. I think There's one that you can pay to like add to TransUnion. And I I can't think of the name, Mm -hmm. but off of the top of my head. But there's a few of those. You want to definitely do your research before you consider something like that. Make sure the price is worth it. They're not going to add things to all three credit bureaus. Typically, it's just one or two. There are some credit builder loans that I like. I know Self offers one, Credit Strong offers one, and they will add positive trade line to like all three credit bureaus. And these I like because they're actually helping you build savings at the same time. So this is for someone with very poor credit. And basically it's like, it is an installment loan, but the the lender holds on to the money. So it might be like a $500 loan or a thousand dollar loan and the lender holds on to the money and you pay 50 or you'll have to look, the terms are different for everybody, but you'd pay like 50 or a hundred bucks a month to the lender And once you pay that amount off, plus interest, whatever the interest they charge, they'll report your payments to the credit bureaus each month that you make them on time. And when you're done, they will release those funds to you, plus any interest that it earned while it was in the CD or the savings account that they held the money in, minus the fees that they take out. They do take out some fees. But then you've got this little small emergency fund that you've saved over the course of six to 12 months while you were making the payments. And you've got positive credit history on your credit report. So I think it's a pretty positive product. The fees are not horrible. I'm not, I can't know off the top of my head what the interest rates are because I think they vary per person. But it's nothing insane. It's nothing like payday loan level, nowhere near that. Mm-hmm. I don't even think it's in your credit card level. And I think it's worth it for the positive credit history you get, especially for someone with poor credit who's going to have trouble qualifying for traditional credit products. Plus, at the end of that process, you've got a small emergency fund that you could now take and put in a high-yield savings account and continue to build on. Or you could take it and pay off some other debt you have, but you could do something positive with that money you know, that you built. So I really like credit builder loans as a way to build credit, too.
0: That's great like a kind grandparent helping you get right with money yes i
2: like that i like that analogy (laughs) you know what else is kind and helps you build Mm, and maybe a grandparent
1: the The Bill bill of the week
2: The best minute of your entire week Maybe a baby was born And his name is William Maybe you paid off your mortgage Maybe your car died And you're happy to not have to pay that bill anymore Duck bills, buffalo bills Bill Clinton, this is the bill Of the week See what I did there with the build (laughs) Pun I don't know if that's a pun It was a dad joke maybe Michelle, every week we invite Our listeners and our guests to give us their bill of the week, and we know you're familiar with the segment, and we are yes. looking forward to hearing your bill.
3: Well, my bill is a little tiny bit of a stretch, so I hope it's okay. Oh, the stretchier the better. It's a man named Bill E. Billy. <laughs> so it's my seventh grade English teacher, Billy Miller. I hope the Y is acceptable on this. With that. oh, of but, course, um, yes. mm-hmm. Lucy Goosey. Yes, of course. Okay. So, I now am a professional freelance writer and have been a full-time writer for almost six years now. But in seventh grade, let me tell y'all, I struggled so much with English. Like, oh, I could not tell the difference between like an adjective and an adverb and a noun. And I was just, it was awful. Like, he had to tutor me after school, I don't know, every day for months and months. And I just am really thankful for all the extra effort he put in to help me pass seventh grade English, because who knows if he had not done that, I might have just had a completely different career path later in life and oh gosh. not be writing about personal finances, you know, and credit here today. So that is my ode to Bill E. Miller. And I am very grateful for him.
0: Yay. Thank you, <laughs> Mr. Miller. Yes. What an impact Bill has Mm. had on you and the trajectory (laughs) of your life. Yes. We I mean we love all the bills, the flexible bills, the stretchy bills, and especially (laughs) the bills about bills. This is amazing. You are making my day, Michelle. Named Bill is (laughs) is
2: Jill's favorite.
0: Oh, good. I'm glad. We have yet (laughs) to have a person named Bill call in. But hey, if you're out there listening and that's you and your name's Bill, this is your sign. Visit frugalfriendspodcast.com slash Bill.
2: We did have somebody whose son, somebody whose son was named William
0: or Bill. Right. So So, a Bill themselves, their name is Bill. Yeah. I just don't want to forget him. I just don't forget him. I, I won't forget.
2: We sorry, have keep going. Of I'm talking sorry.
0: about Bill. Uh, you keep great. You keep going. You I'll do take your job that too. Whatever you want. Y'all yeah, know, <laughs> we're we're taking it all. We we love it. We're here for it. slash bill We're waiting. M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash frugal. For your extended 30-day free trial, go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal for an extended 30-day free trial.
1: AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com slash strategic. That's oracle.com slash strategic. oracle.com slash strategic.
0: And now it's time for the lightning round. (laughs) All
2: right. So today's vulnerability round is not the question I really wanted. I really wanted to know everybody's credit score. But
0: I saw that in the outline. I'm like, nah. And yeah, Jill changed it. Jill changed it. Some of us are
2: proud of our credit scores.
0: Well, yeah, Um, that's great. But then that's where it ends. Just like, what number are
2: you? Okay. (laughs) It's a credit measuring contest. I know I had
3: mine ready, so I don't know what it's been changed to. I'm nervous now.
2: (laughs) What's the first way you started to build credit? Like, what was your gateway (laughs) credit? Gateway credit? Yeah. Michelle, you are a guest. You can go first. Okay.
3: So I am very much an elder, elder grandma millennial. So I was in college back when they still like had the tables set up, the credit card companies did on campus and like promised you a free beach ball if you opened up a credit card. So I opened up a credit card In college. And thankfully, I did not rack up a mountain of credit card debt with it. Somehow I avoided that. But I opened up my first credit card while I was in college. I think with US Bank. I can't remember if that's been a minute, but I opened my first credit card for my beach ball or beach towel, whatever, whatever it was that I got, used it to finance a trip, I think, to Disney World and eventually paid it off. But Mm. um, yeah beautiful yeah they can't can't do that do anymore. you still they,
2: have it do you still have that card i don't
3: know i wish i did because my credit score which we did not share might have actually been a little bit higher <laughs> if i still had that old card from the early 2000s <laughs> i mean mm-hmm.
0: you're you're welcome to share what you're proud of you want um, to share your credit <laughs> score i'm just not gonna make you <laughs> no you're you're fine Mine was very, very similar to yours, Michelle. Credit card in college. I think, yeah, yeah one of those tables. What were they doing? they were just like luring us in. I don't even remember getting anything free, but I do remember that my credit card on it was Starry Night by Van Gogh, and I just thought that was the coolest. That it had this like beautiful one of my favorite art pieces printed on the credit card. Honestly. I forgot then that I had the credit card. Like, sometimes I'd look at it and I'm like, what am I going to do with this? I was scared of it, probably. Like, I don't know how to. Probably a good thing. (laughs) Right? Yeah, I can't. I cannot. I definitely didn't rack up debt. I can't even tell you if I actually spent any money on it. But I held on to it because I thought it was so beautiful. (laughs) College. You do love beautiful things.
2: I do. (laughs) And we're going to go three for three. It was college, but it was not at a table. Chase actually had a branch on campus. So I went into the Chase that was in right outside the student union, like on the, the main street. It was a very large, it's the largest university in Florida. So it had like a main street and it was on main street <laughs> and I didn't get anything for free. I just got, wow. but it was black. And I had a black credit card. Yeah, I know. And I felt so cool. Had a $500 (laughs) limit, which I promptly maxed (laughs) and just kept, just paid off a little and just kept going, maxing it out. And um, I still have it. Still have it. Nice. That's helping you pay it it
3: off.
2: Yes. Oh, I don't use it anymore. They don't have that card anymore and they just changed it to the Chase Freedom. So it's like the best all around no annual fee starter credit card. They just changed it to that. I was not into credit cards when I got it. So I I just lucked out. But uh, yeah, I still have it because there's no annual fee and it makes... Now when I'm like kind of getting credit cards and canceling them every year, it keeps my credit history just a little longer than it would be because I got that in 2007.
3: Yeah. So 15% yeah. of your FIFA score um, is based on your age of credit. So mm-hmm. it's really nice to have an older one like that. Yes. Oh Wow. Well done, Jeff. I wish I hadn't closed mine.
2: Yeah. I'll close all my other cards like before the annual fee hits. I don't care. But this one, because it doesn't have an annual fee, I keep it. I keep her. She's with me. She's blue now. She's not as cool as she was before, but neither am I, so.
0: <laughs> I didn't know you then, Chen, but I do think you're pretty cool now.
2: Yeah, thanks. That was cooler then.
0: Now you wear black.
2: Almost exclusively,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Michelle, this has been fun. Where can people get more from you? I know this is kind of just the tip of the iceberg on understanding credit and it's worth understanding. So how can they hear more on this from you?
3: Uh, You can find me online at creditwriter.com. And I'm also on Instagram at creditwriter. And if you are on the former Twitter now X, it's at (laughs) Michelle L. Black. Oh, Michelle, thank you so much
2: for educating us. I learned some stuff about credit that I'm going to take with me. So I hope everybody else got something too. Thanks, Michelle.
3: Thank you guys so much for having me. I had a great time. It was awesome to be here today.
0: That that was great. That was Mm -hmm. succinct, strong, helpful. I do not look up my credit report monthly. I'm about a once every year, but she did challenge me to look into it More. I think I am afraid of finding errors and needing to fight it. I'm so tired of fighting. But at the same time, (laughs) she made a good point that it's only going to hurt me. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, it can be done. If I find errors, of course, yes, I want to correct those errors. I don't want to remain in the dark on that. So, Mm
2: -hmm. yeah, the longer you wait, the bigger the fight. Yeah. So, that is a case for checking your credit report. It is so common to have errors on your credit report that will bring your credit score down. It's not even rare. It is guaranteed that sometime in your life, you will have an error in your credit report. So the more often you're checking it, the more quickly you can find yours when it happens. And yeah, I guess I knew like on autopilot, but I didn't know about these other places that do a soft pull of your credit score when giving you rates, like the insurance and the cell phone. Like, yes, I remember now that I had to give them my social security so for them to do a soft pull. And I didn't even think about why. My utilities, I got actually, I didn't have to put a down payment on my utilities because of my credit score was high enough. So yeah, that is another case outside of the loans that we know credit will save you money on. So I am so thankful for Michelle for having this conversation
0: with us. Yeah. I'm also thankful for you all who are listening. And we love... Love, love, love all of your kind reviews. They are fun for us to read because the other version of the reviews are not the most fun. It's this kind of, you know, extremism that happens, but we love the kind (laughs) ones. And this one comes from Rosie Journalism. Titled, relatable, informative, Mm well-edited. Shout out. (laughs) It's real talk about all the finance and frugality trends that cycle through our culture. I love the balanced conversation and the open-minded support of everyone wherever they are in their financial journey these podcast episodes have a few different formats. Some are interviews, others are views of articles on a certain topic. I enjoy them all as they are well edited and hosted by two people with professional exchanges and voices. No useless banter, just fun, informative conversation. Man, Rosie Journalism (sighs) just going to bat for us. She's clearly listened and read other reviews that kind of, you know, take the wind out of our sails that may or may not actually be constructive criticism, but Rosie Journalism here to help other people find a podcast that might work for them. You really did the thing. I feel like I got a ride or die in you, Jer- uh-huh. Rosie Journalism. Thank you.
2: Yes. So if you enjoyed this show, we would love if you would take a minute to leave a rating or review. It helps potential new listeners know what our show is all about and if you need a tip on how to do it, Rosie Journalism, just like five stars on this rating and review.
0: <laughs> yes, um, we'll rate your ratings and reviews. Yes.
2: <laughs> if you want us to rate your rating and review, just post it and uh, we'll, we'll read, read it. We'll read and
0: rate it. Mm-hmm. See you next time. Frugal Friends is produced by Eric Siriani. Okay, Jen,
2: does this have to do with why you're tired of fighting?
0: (laughs) Actually, it might might, on some level, for sure. I can't wait. I don't totally want to tell this story, but it does need to be told. You need to know. I went to Ohio to visit my sister and my four niece and nephews, and one night was babysitting them, While my sister and her husband went out, and it was about 10.30 at night, watching TV, feeling like, oh, I'm starting to get sleepy, might turn in, when all of a sudden, something flies overhead. I am inside. No. Uh Uh-huh. It's black. I scream, thinking at first, okay, it's a bird. Still scream worthy because it's something wild inside. Turns out it's a bat.
2: Yep, I knew exactly that's what you're going to say. Uh-huh. Uh-huh.
0: A bat is flying around in this house where I am also <laughs> in close proximity now. Thankfully, my brother came over to spend time with me and help me watch the kids. So I was not alone in the house again. Thank goodness. But he's asleep, fast asleep on the couch. I'm screaming. He still doesn't wake up until I'm like, <laughs> "Baba!" That's what I call him. There's a bat in the house, the poor thing. This is the worst way to wake up. He had been sleeping for like 2 hours. Yeah, that means he fell asleep at 8:30, whatever. 8:30 <laughs> to 10:30. He's passed out on the couch, wakes up to me screaming, "There's a bat in the house." There's a whole lot of people who live in this house. My sister's mother-in-law is also there. She comes up from the basement, like, prepared and ready. She's got a brimmed hat on, because apparently, side story, she grew up going to a camp every summer where there were bats a lot, and she saw someone who had a lot of big, curly hair get a bat caught in their hair, and then his wife had to cut the live bat out of his curly hair. Yeah, beware all you people. I mean, I love curly hair. It's beautiful. Just put a hat on it. If you're you're looking hunting. at me
2: and my curly hair and you're <laughs> saying all you
0: Be people. Be careful. Be careful around bats. But she comes up ready with hat on. She's like, is there a bat? I'm like, How did you know? I hate that this is, it has happened before. I hate that this has happened before. Yeah, you I told hate me that. You your know, your sister
2: has bats.
0: Yep. Yep. Not on purpose. <laughs> they are wild. They're not pets. <laughs> Not choose this life. Oh, yeah. So she's like, get the butterfly catcher. So we did that. Anyhow, I don't want to keep telling you how it entirely ended in case we've got bat lovers who listen in to this show. But yeah, I was terrified. My brother and my sister's mother in law did actually successfully capture the bat, which is wild to me. Meanwhile, I did my job of just screaming. That's what I did. Although, no, I did I I show bravery and courage for, like, 10 seconds when I went upstairs and closed the kids' bedroom doors so that the bat would not fly in and bite them. Mm. And I did have to get close to the bat in order to do that. Wow. Uh, yeah. They sent the bat in for rabies testing. Uh, we have yet to get the results back. <laughs> mm. So... We shall see. But that happened to me and I'll never be the same. I hated every minute of it. Yeah.
2: But like your sister has bats. So you went into that house knowing. And I may not go back again.
0: Yeah. (laughs) They all can come visit me Mm -hmm. where the gators are the only thing you got to be worried about. And they stay outside. Yeah. Typically. There's no fireplaces they can enter into my home. They do through. not
2: enter through the fireplace <laughs> right. that we know of. They can, and we will not talk to them <laughs> because they will show us what they're capable of. Yeah. And they are listening.
0: Oh, I got no way to tie Thank that you. into this episode. It just is fresh on my you mind. Are tired of fighting. Be- I'm tired of fighting. <laughs> you are tired of fighting. <laughs> I'm not going to look up my I credit score why. quite yet because I'm tired of fighting <laughs> and screaming. I get it. And not knowing you give what's
2: yourself, happening. You give yourself some rest until that you. rabies test comes back.
4: Thank you. Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. and here's the best part you can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at TrinitySchool.org. That's TrinitySchool.org.
1: This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen.